What is up, y'all? We got all the tea on Whitney Houston's family drama and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Let's go. I got, I got, I got. I got angels watching over me. I got, I got, I got. Covered in the blood of Jesus Born in the city of angels Where Satan be scheming your weaknesses Ready to wrangle and tangle you with demons That see them to mangle and strangle Your believing, deceiving and grieving Leaving you grieving the legion of treason The reason he competing and cheating Deleting your faith, leaving you wraith Leaving you draped, completely reshaped Undermining your base, yeah The message is clear, God is always near When you're faced with a desire God is always here when you're walking with the fire Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I'm your host, Daryl Christian. Joining me today is Courtney Stewart. Hello, everybody. I'm feeling, I'm feeling your whole little look today, Courtney. You got this, you know. I'm trying to deal with the heat. I feel you. I feel you. All right. And we got two special guests today. You were just watching one of the videos from them right now. Yes. MC Knights is in the house. Yes, most definitely welcome, in the welcome, building welcome. today. In the house. I feel that necklace right there, my man. And, and, brother, I'm representing God to the fullest. Amen Absolutely. to that, brother. Amen to that. And we also got, you know him from Snowfall, Malcolm Mays in the house with the five Woo-hoo. buttons down. Wait, Usually me. But you know. You're not going to start this interview off like that. <laughs> I can already see I've been giving them crap the whole time. The coalition is already formed. Let me just let y'all know. You say we forming the force oh, right now? Right. <laughs> Oh, God, I ain't letting it go down. He right here. We clicked up. We knew. We knew. We knew. We knew. Let them trick you into thinking that you on a squad. No, Y'all see it's going to be a fun show it's today. We happy. We got a full squad. panel. It's a family squad. Wow. I'm loving that track, by the way. Oh, thank you. Feeling Beautiful. it, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Every, like, I got on a gospel kick this season. like Because mm-hmm. we, was, we was filming in parts of L.A. that were very, uh, for me, like growing up here, I could never even go to back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was just so dangerous. It was just out of line. Like, you're not going to East LA. You're right. not going to East Oh, yeah. Most definitely. You know, so I remember, like, feeling, like, kind of very grateful. And I was just pressing play on a, on some playlists. And, and your song came up. Oh, word. He was out there okay. talking. I didn't even know that, like, I didn't know it was you. Oh, uh, right? word. It just, that's why I was like, wait, I played this. I was oh, like, yeah. is this your song? Because I didn't <laughs> know that it was oh, you. So that's kind of dope. Yeah, that's kind of dope. Like, I didn't yeah. even know. Like, you've been on my playlist on the list. Oh, that's what's up, So your track is more famous than you even knew. You know, you were, you know I can't yeah. listen to no more T Grizzly, man. I need to go to church. <laughs> no, I was nah, you can still bust T Grizzly. <laughs> no, that's my boy. Yeah, no, but I was playing dope. you and uh, and Corey. Oh, I appreciate and that. Yeah, yeah I appreciate I'm feeling that. that. It's a family yeah. affair. I'm feeling that. That's yeah. a good note to start the show on Touching today. Good lives energy. And lives everywhere. That's right. I love it. What you got for us today, Courtney? All right, we're gonna jump into some stories, and we like to obviously start off on a positive note because yes. we got some positive news. And I took this story because I got to give a shout out to my hometown, ATL, baby. Yeah, yeah. And also the nerds out there that's on the debate team because I was one of y'all. Um, so <laughs> this past weekend, yeah. exactly. Yeah, see? So. so this past weekend, 25 students from Atlanta, Georgia made history at the Harvard Debate Council. Um, this It's a competition that happens over the summer. Basically, kids from all over the world, not just the United States, from Russia, China, everywhere, come in. They go to Harvard a few weeks, and they have this major debate tournament. And there's the Harvard Debate Council has a diversity project that they started. And this is the first year that uh, these students from Atlanta were able, they were given a scholarship, basically, to go into a program for a few weeks where they're, a lot of them are learning to debate for the very first time. Um, they went, they came, they saw, they conquered, they won that tournament. And one of the kids from Atlanta, his name is Jordan Thomas. He took the whole competition, yeah, so he finished thing. first. And I'll let y'all know, this is not a small thing, okay? <laughs> These debate tournaments are no joke. And most of the kids that they're competing against are kids that go to prep schools yeah. like in the Northeast, New England and Northeast sure. area. That competition is stiff. So the idea, number one, that they made it to the finals and then that the boy won? 
over all of them is huge. Yeah. So congratulations to them and congratulations to Harvard for uh, doing this incentive to get those scholarships going. And basically, these kids, they're basically looking for kids that could possibly be in contingent for full scholarships to go to Harvard once oh, they graduate high school. That's huge. That's huge. Cheers. 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 Yeah, I got I to gotta clap yeah. for that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That's yeah. Matt Props. That Matt was props. amazing and I was so happy for them. So, And I'm glad that people still debating because <laughs> it's cool like that. Okay. So next up, we have some um, so, um, not so positive news, but an interesting thought conversation about whether or not black women got to keep supporting black men even when they go inside ways. Wait, what? So, <laughs> well, how are we going to go from scholarships? You got a panel of men right here, Corey. Well, that's why I was excited. I was like, when I was picking my stories, I was like, oh, this is going to be an interesting little conversation about these black men. That was a document. She tried to stop that in. She slid that one in. I don't remember that. Are the bullet points. Make sure y'all got representation. Look at some okay. y'all. Right. Y'all, right. for those of y'all listening, I'm the only female on the panel right now. There's some other ladies in the yeah, building. Yeah, we got two black women right um, over there. But uh, so we're gonna hear what the brothers got to say. So this week, uh, Miss Leslie Jones, she's been getting a hard time again. She's been having some trouble on social media for the she last does get years. Like, a lot of stuff on social. She gets hit hard on social media. Why are we talking about this in juxtaposition to Harvard? Oh, uh, well, but, you know, because it was young black men, you know, doing oh. amazing at Harvard and. And then it's young black men that Leslie Jones wants to have a conversation with. Wait, so what happened? What's so good? basically what happened on social media, somebody said something. We're not entirely certain directly which uh, what she was responding to. But as of Wednesday, she let her fans know that she's done putting up with disrespectful remarks from young men, particularly young black men. And she tweeted, quote, when young men, especially black men, yeah, I said it, talk to me like I'm some dumb bitch. It makes me want to stomp a mud hole in the ass. That is all. I'm about to show these fools the content in my heart and then a bunch of people started tweeting at her like how dare you say black men like why aren't you supporting them oh, some God. of the people saying things like where's the uplifting of black men you're a famous person somebody came at her and said mama you gotta let the whites know this ain't addressed to them they don't get to talk down to our brothers why are you talking down to our brothers on a public forum so she got a lot of heat for it and she just disappeared completely off twitter at some point for the last couple days because she doesn't want to deal with it anymore Wait, so this is we don't even know who she's directed we don't know who to. it's directed so to it's- other then she said she said young black men specifically mm-hmm. and men in general but she has had a history of being attacked by sure what appear to be black men on social media that are constantly coming for her for her appearance for how she talks how she does like everything and it's been pretty harsh literally there is an article right now that is online that is called why black men do not want to date Leslie Jones wait what did she say again I just want to know exactly what she said before we get to comment okay well she said when young men especially black men Mm -hmm. yeah I said it in parentheses talk to me like I'm some dumb bitch it Mm -hmm. makes me want to stump a mud hole in the ass that is all justified hashtag I'm about to show these fools so basically a bunch of people talk to her that way. A bunch of men. Yeah. She just said, especially black men, as if they do it more. Especially right? black no, men. No, 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 She didn't go on as, to... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to over-talk you, but it sounded to me, actually, like she was saying she's particularly offended. That's, that's what I took so it as, yeah. By yeah. that. Not necessarily yeah. any... Like, she like, it's when was with a qualifier for me. Right. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, we got to be particular with language. She sounded like she just hurt. Yeah. And it sounds like she's just saying if somebody stepped to, you know, if y'all gonna keep playing with me, I'm not right. gonna be playing no more. Right. <laughs> I don't see no problem with you. What you, what you, yeah, man, I'm uh, uh, just pray for her. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you can't condone the violence. Oh, oh, well, this is my spot. Right, right, we good. Right, look, look, I'm on the sofa. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I, here's the thing. I mean, we know that Leslie went through her things a couple years ago where her phone was hacked and, and you know, all the nude pictures were out there. What? She got a lot of slack on that. It was, what, like yeah, two yeah, years she, ago? She, 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 and she got actually got off of social media for a while because people were really going in on her even on that. Oh, I think she nice. gets a hard time. I think that she also... Uh, Probably there are some black men who go in on her because because mm-hmm. Leslie is out an outspoken black woman and mm-hmm. she is see see you setting me up. I'm see, not no, so, Courtney, I know about? I know what I'm, Courtney is about to set me I up because she gave me the mm-hmm, I, she gave me that. I'm, that was the, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm supporting okay. 
you okay. sharing your because she I'm ready for her to go in on me. She be ready to go. Sound like y'all got some backstory. Okay, all right. I just want to know what I'm walking into. Okay, mommy and daddy don't fight. If I was wrong, I'd take it back. See, I jumped to conclusion. Like everybody on Twitter. Like everybody else on Twitter about Leslie. You know, I, I feel bad for her sometimes. So I think that Leslie gets a bad rap, you know. Mm-hmm. And and even when, I, I don't know what it is about her, but she does get really, I mean, people were going in on her even when she had the new pics that were, that were leaked from her phone, calling her apes and all kind of very harsh, derogatory, yeah, sure. harsh things. Very, so I think very, she's very sensitive right now with mm-hmm. anything. And I, I know some of those people who were saying things were of people of color. You well, know, then she get she completely just I don't understand the pro- like she didn't even say I'm going to commit an act of violence against the perpetrator against me or those perpetrators against me. She said if y'all keep pressing me, yeah, I'm going to reach the end of limits of my of, of me being a cordial human being in yeah. the public spotlight. I think that's completely fair, especially when her I didn't know all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, they went in on it when they, when the news leaked and uh, all that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like. That's going to come regardless. Yeah. No matter if you're in the position of fame. being seen by people yeah. and fame, you're gonna get the worst of the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, especially me being a, a Christian rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, coming from the secular world, like I produced Tupac, mm-hmm. I produced Nas. You know, but coming into the secular side of things. I mean, coming That's into amazing. the Christian side of things. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of dope, dog. You can't just roll over. You can't just roll over. That's like rap royalty. Tupac and Nas. That's rap royalty. He was just like, yeah, you know. Tupac and Nas. Yeah, so like, so I'm like, Well, I mean, while I'm at Thug's Mansion. Yeah. Right, it's the song. So, um, at the end. Nah, was cracking me up. I'm just. Nah, but the thing is, in going into the gospel side of things, you get looked at differently because they're going okay who's this secular dude in the gospel world mm. you know um is he really representing sure. christ yeah. you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i understand from the perspective of where she's coming from and at some point you know me luckily god is really walking with me so mm-hmm. i, feel I can brother. just let that roll on off sure. and just let my my work be the um be you know be be the um result of the actions but so you always are able to Amen. let it roll off your back you know i mean cuz when people say stuff that is untrue and, and, and about you, you know, it, I don't care who you are. I feel like it always is gonna, it's gonna get to you. How you handle it after that is how you handle it. But it, it always stings a little bit. So how do you, you just let it always roll off? I let or? it, I let it motivate me. Mm. Okay, you know, see, my, I got a motto: for any great achievement, someone has to be the first to do it. So why not you? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So every day I'm trying to achieve. Mm. You know what I mean? And so when people make, you know, hit me with a negative, I, I take that and let that be the motivation for something positive. Well, see, that's why he number one, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. I need to I'm over here. I'm going to receive. I'm going to receive some of that. Can't see that. I'm going to receive that. We're going to go to church up in here. I'm going to receive that. There's a couple people right now. I straight up could get it, bro. I'm just sitting there like, I'm like, dang, didn't Jesus get mad in that temple that one time? I'm over here looking for random facts. Like, hey, but God got mad that one time, too. Jesus is like, hey, you might go in on my brother. No, no, no. I you go in. Bro, I'll be chilling because at the end of the day, like, what if, you know, I mean, there's there's two decisions you can make in this industry, right? Sure. There's two decisions you can make as a human being. You can either mm-hmm. choose the path of transcendence and enlightenment and God and Jesus and the warmth of Christ, or you could choose, you know, being a human being and your sure. base mm-hmm. yeah. instincts, which are usually, you know, in, end up not very well. Right. But <laughs> right. you know, and those indulgences come with their consequences. I personally, because I'm I am of the secular world still, I feel like everybody's gonna do what they wanna do as long as you can face the consequences with as much energy. As you came and, and created right. that with, sure. then do what you will as long as it's not women and children. She's a woman. Right. And I don't care if that sounds patriarchal because I don't think so. I think that if a woman if a woman gives birth, that makes her more important than me. That's just my personal opinion. I think women are more important. I think they're more sacred. And, okay. and, and if that's the case, and her body was out here, and her temple was out here, and she operated with that much like decorum is for however long she's been kicking it and being all right. Because I ain't heard nothing negative from her. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard her go off like that. And she from Compton? I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm surprised she ain't beat nobody up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, I'm from the city. Like, I, I'm surprised she's operated with this much decorum on some. Right. Like, I, I support her in for whatever positive she's been doing, and hopefully, like you said, she keep walking in that because they'll they just looking for her to act a fool. I, th- I yeah, believe that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for sure, people so, want a reaction, right? So, as black men in the industry, you don't feel that she has an extra responsibility to not negatively speak of the black man on a public forum. I don't. Well, I, I just think that she has the right to protect herself. Right. 
that's what I think first. If somebody violates that, then you know, to each his own. Yeah, you know. Okay, I, I agree with both response. of those things. That is, I, I know. He, he, made me, he made me want to change my response. But I'm not. I'm going to stick to what I'm about to say. But he made me want to change my response. I can't we lie. He was in a good spot, Daryl. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that I agree with both of them. But what I'm saying is that but if you're attacked, and, and, and I do think there's a responsibility as as black people in this community that sometimes the perception of what we say about each other mm-hmm. is perceived differently to people who are not black. So we have to be careful about what we say about each other. Now what she said, I'm fine with because that okay. that is directing very specific things towards her and if that's how what happened, that's cool. But sometimes I feel like people say negative things us of people of color and black folks that other people who are white can take that and run with it and, and, and look at us like, see, they don't even they don't even get along with each other. Oh, you're you talking know? about the black code of silence. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh. That's a deeper, we, you know. This is oh, deep you're talking subject. about the, oh, we can't talk about that, bro. Yeah. I mean. And does see. the black code of silence really go both ways? It don't. It don't. <laughs> Sorry, D. I mean, I got I got all black word in a row. I got, I, I got outnumbered. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Well, we're done with that story. <laughs> oh, that's what you was talking about when she was waiting for See, you. See, I told oh. you she waiting for. She be waiting for no, me. I just, I, just I, I got the opinions of three black <laughs> men on the panel. This isn't all women talking about. See, it don't work mm. both ways. And yeah, this, yeah. Now, when you say both ways, actually, let me just make sure before I, because I think we just stamped that real quick. In this situation, I completely agree that it doesn't work both ways, because I really would have liked to have seen more black men than what I saw, you know, supporting her and being like, no, you're right. You should feel more hurt by the fact that we the ones, because we supposed to protect you. Cause they, you know, ain't nobody. If anybody else gonna be on the line, they should they be. They gave on, it back. They gave the heart. You know what I'm saying? You're giving a lot of heart to, the to them. Like, can I get a heart? You've been messing up. Like, <laughs> I agree with y'all. I agreed. I just said there also is a certain form, Matt, that we need to follow sometimes. Stop the butts, dear. Oh, Stop the butts. All right, see, we Go gonna get, we, next we gonna get into this. We, we, next we got story. interviews to do. All right, all right, we're gonna move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Web story spotlight of the week. Speaking on black on black crime, <laughs> Sissy Houston, Whitney Houston's mother, is also in the news right now. I know y'all heard this story. So there's a documentary out right now that's uh, a Whitney documentary, Amazing. and it, and apparently yeah. it was uh, it, they interviewed 60 of Whitney's closest friends and family members. Um, I, there was one on Showtime that I, that was on that kind of gave a background of what had gone on the last few years of Whitney's life before her death. But this one apparently really goes in, and yeah. it's very specific about the information that is revealed as far as like her relationship with Robin and her uh, relationship, uh, you know, with her her family and with Bobby. And also, one of the biggest things that came up about this is that allegedly her brother Gary has said that well, not even allegedly, her brother Gary said that she uh, he, she he and Whitney were molested by his cousin, which is Dionne Warwick's sister, Dee Dee. Yeah, they church people, ain't they? They, yeah. they church God, God-loving God folks. And uh, this has sent... I'm like, I don't know where Malcolm wanted me to go. another one of those black I'm like, I'm staying out of that one. No, but then this documentary, so it was revealed that that happened. Uh, Sissy has not been happy about it, and Dion Work has not been happy about it because at first they were saying, "Listen, you know, Whitney is dead, and and uh, Dee Dee is dead, so you know, th- there's no necessarily truth to this story." Uh, Gary has gone in and and still com- said that this is the truth, and apparently Sissy's not hearing it. She called up Gary and told him that she was taking him out of the will. She has uh, apparently disowned him. Uh, and there's a big rivalry that's going on right now within the family. So what do you guys think about Sissy's reactions to all of this that's going on? With Wait, hold family? up. Did this happen when it was kids? The, yeah. Yes. The, the molestation happened when both Whitney like and Gary... Five to nine years Five to nine years old. I think it was five to eight. And uh, apparently in the documentary, it kind of speaks about how the reason that Whitney had such a big drug addiction was also because of the molestation that happened as a kid mm-hmm. that was never really revealed. So... I wasn't blaming the black church. I just wanted to know the setting. I wanted to... Because yeah. I know that they were church people. So did this happen while they were in... Like doing rehearsal, like what? What? what well, was they the say that the the story is that uh, Sissy was on tour yeah. a lot during this time, and the kids were staying with family, and supposedly this was happening while she would be out on tour. She yeah. had no idea, um. and that kind of thing. Um, I, I don't think it's clear as to whether or not she was ever 
told anything when they right. were young. Yeah. Um, but she's making it seem as though this is the first of her hearing. Her it hearing about it, yeah. With the documentary. And Gary out. said, uh, <laughs> Gary said, I was eight or nine and I was fondled uh, from time to time. It was a situation I didn't understand. I know, I knew it was abnormal. That's what Gary well, was Whitney to said. Say. Well, she's never spoken she about never it. She hasn't spoken yeah. on it. Yeah, it's, it's all in the documentary. Well, they're, they're, I think they're saying, though, that she has spoken on it to friends. Friends, quietly. So it's still hearsay quietly. at this point yeah. because she can't those friends confirm or deny. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, yeah they're, well, they are. <laughs> <laughs> apparently in the documentary, they are speaking. Uh, and supposedly she it. shared it with her brother because yeah. it was also happening to him. Now, the family also has denied that they said <laughs> that Gary's lying because they, 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 they Whitney, um, excuse me, uh, Sissy has said that Gary's lying about this. So that's mm. that's the rift that's going on in the story. See, it's hard to com- it's hard to really comment on something that where all parties are not there to really right. make their case. Like he's made his case and it's being broadcast before the world. Right. And then, you know, Sissy, who knows, you know, is is upset about that yeah. because it may be true or it may not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it may be something that she never wanted to see the light of day and for that to, you know, to happen. But because Whitney's not here, the uh, Didi's not here. Right. You know what I'm saying? We I can't make a comment on that in regards to whether to buy into Cece's reaction or not. Yeah, and Sissy. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Sissy. No, it's okay. Sissy mm-hmm. also made a statement saying that you know at War, the end of the day. Wine. Right. Not exactly. A word, not a wine. Exactly. Uh, she also made a statement basically saying that you know listen, at the end of the day, if this was if this is true, I'm sure that Whitney would not want this put on a documentary for the world to see before she had a chance to discuss it with everyone else as well. So, you made a face there, Courtney. Why'd you make that face? I don't know, because I, I... I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's hard to comment because I wasn't there. Like that, But if it's Gary's truth, it's Gary's truth. But mm-hmm. I know that the family probably feels like Gary's had a lot of issues yeah. and drugs being a part of that sure. and yeah. what have you. And I, I don't... It's kind of sad just because it almost feels like maybe this this is sort of the missing link of why there was such soul trouble yeah from uh, from her from Whitney as well as her brother and nobody obviously can confirm but then do we not because it, it could have been a healing moment for him if it really is the truth and to have his mom come back and disown him and publicly like have an issue with it and, I, got, I got a question oh, if it was Whitney saying it would we operate with as much objectivity yeah that's I mean that's what I want to know a good question. I'm sitting here like, dang, like, I, I really respect that y'all are keeping very, like, objective, like, I don't know, like, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. If we, we don't, just don't know, know, we can't yeah. condemn, right? Yeah. But if this was, you know, A, children, like, if they were still children and we knew about this situation, mm-hmm. and or if this was A, a little, like, the little girl was coming out about yeah. this, in this climate, would we treat it with as much, well, I don't know. Well, that's why I feel well, bad for were, Gary. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, because <laughs> if like, he's telling the truth, it, it, we haven't shown him very much... Yeah, but and but then they but he's he's blaming it on like, saying that Whitney's had troubled times coming up. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're in the music business, and Whitney was you know she's been in the music business her whole life, mm-hmm. you go through things in the music Absolutely. business, sure. yeah. you know that could easily turn your life left or right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So yeah. we don't know if those things she went through the mu- in the music business may have turned her life left or right. I mean that's true. You know, yeah. in conjunction with what my man is talking about, so. Like I said, I can't objectively say, yeah, oh, Cece's wrong or Cece's wrong or my man is wrong because at the end of the day, the other two people aren't, the the, the other victim and the one that they blaming is not here to talk on her behalf. Yeah. I mean, I would be interested to see if Bobby ever makes a statement because I would, I would assume oh, that, that would they have a, they had a very intimate, you know, he and Whitney had a very intense, yeah. intimate relationship. And if this is true, I can't imagine that she would have never revealed that to him. That's just my personal opinion. But she could have not. I mean, so many victims don't reveal that, especially going to other partners so that it doesn't cloud the relationships that you Mm. are in. So that's sort of part, especially if you live in a family that you know, especially at that time, sweep it under the rugs in ways. And then, like, we already as a culture sweep abuse and things like that under the rugs. Then black people, it's like another level of sweeping it under the rugs. Then you went to church, that's another level of sweeping it under the rugs. Not only that, the era in which they did. That's true. That's true. So, I don't know. That's rough. It's sad though. It's sad. It's I really mean, hopefully sad. they can work that out. And they, it was also revealed today that uh, that Sissy's suffering from dementia. So, mm. so well, then how uh, she cut first, people out first, of wheels? First stage of dementia that's that what it was revealed no today. So, so how's she controlling the estate if she's 
I mean, well, that's that was before. I mean, but now uh, if this is just revealed. That's already you yeah. know she was already taking care of that. So Bro, this other people know. business, my dude. I stay out that. Oh, I just well, hope everybody go watch the documentary. Right. I, the documentary. <laughs> I want to see it, stay so I haven't seen it yet. I want to see I it. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it. Amazing. All right, it's great. All right, we're going to move on to our last story so we get into these interviews. Obama, we were talking about him a little bit earlier, Mr. Swag, and I know that Malcolm's got a lot to say about this. Uh, he I is know. in the news again. Um, you know, uh, some of us miss Obama being the president. I, I don't know if everybody on the panel does, but uh, I do. I do. Let me ask this. Has anybody in here met Obama? I have. Personally, how long did you spend? How much time did you spend with him? Fifteen minutes. I spent five hours with Obama. Okay, oh. that's my guy. Yes, I walked did. him through Dorsey High School when he was still a candidate for the presidency in South Central Los Angeles, my senior year of school. So that's my guy. I read his book before anybody. I, I've yeah. been a political. I'm really big into into the mechanics of of how political space works. So like that's my dude. So I just want to make sure that's my guy. I like him as a person. But when we get to talking about sauce, when we get talking about drip. Michelle has it in spades. He got a little bit. Okay, like if we I, talking but, about But it. see, that wasn't the conversation. Right, but wait, Because oh, he wasn't right, moving. Right, right, now, that wasn't the conversation. Because you didn't ask me. Right, I yeah, said, why y'all doing that? Because y'all be putting yeah, the sauce on the You know what I'm saying? That wasn't the conversation. Yeah, yeah, you, all, yeah, you, yeah, so, yeah. all you heard was black person, black person, Obama, anything that ain't, he's got. Oh, what? You said tripping. Okay, so I want to get Let me tell this story then. I want to get into that. Okay, so Obama's made the news this week because he was at an African Leadership Academy in Johannesburg, South Africa, and he was speaking on women empowerment. And he had this to say about men. We got a little clip right here. Men have men have been getting on my nerves lately. <laughs> I mean, I, I just uh, every day I read the newspaper and I just think, like, brothers, what's wrong with you guys? I mean, what's wrong with us? All right, I mean, we're we're violent, we're bullying, we, you know, just not handling our business. Um, so, so I think. Uh, Empowering more women on the continent, that ought to, right away is going to, I think, lead to some better policies. So, All right. So that was Mr. Mr. Uh, Obama having that to say about women empowerment. So that was the that was the, the um, what was the name of the conference? It was the woman. It was the uh, African Leadership Academy in so- Johannesburg, South Africa. And oh, he okay. was speaking on empowerment of women. Oh, OK. And, uh, you know, this is went viral because people are like, we miss Obama. He got the swag. He's promoting women. Now, I said that a little bit earlier in the show. Like, you put extra on it because we were talking about a dance video that he yes. did. The, the original context was the dance video. Right. And I'm like, y'all be putting extra sauce on, on our president. Like, he really liked the cool uncle, but we act like he the cool, like... So you don't think he got the extra, extra swag sauce? No, Michelle has the extra swag sauce. And okay. let's be real about it, bro. Like, like, I love Obama. Like, can't nobody tell me nothing about Obama. My first time ever voting was... For Obama, with sure. my grandmother who rode on the back of the bus, who told me I was voting for Obama. Right? <laughs> right, like so, I just want to make that clear. But when we talking about levels of sauce and drip, like I think we add, like I'm big on truth and transparency. He's still a politician. Sure, he's still a Harvard grad. He's still a dude from Hawaii. He just happened to ball, so he can he can lace them shoes up, and we like, right. oh, he can lace them shoes up, and he got a black wife, who got a figure on her, so we like, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he got big hands, he got a nice smile, like oh, you know, we get really excited. Right. But if he was with me and, and my guys, right. we'd be like, oh yeah, like he he the homie who you know he going Ooh. off to right. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. but y'all be acting like he really you. can dance. Yeah, he make one like, little hip move, and y'all be like, I feel ooh, that yeah, nigga can dance. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, but you got you got to think of it from this perspective: the 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 White House and. Everything in it has never had this type of vibe in it. So when Mm. that came in, it was so fresh, so new Mm. that, yeah, it was exactly (laughs) that. You know what I'm saying? When he walked in, hey, Michelle... Come on, give it that look, look, you had it, you had it. Was like, it was, hey, Michelle. Right. Hey, Michelle. Right. And she'd be like, hey, baby. She had the sauce. Right. See, but, I don't think I'm talk to her like that. I think that they have their own little yeah, thing going on. Yeah, but I'm saying, but that's, the, that's why we put mm. the extras, because that's that's a reflection of yeah. what mm. we really know, yeah. what we really be. Yeah. Sure, it may not be to the to, to the, the standards team. of what we yeah. know it to be right, you know, right. behind the scenes but the mere fact that he's you know he's parading that and we sitting there looking at it like yeah and mm-hmm. the only reason that he wasn't able to be as successful as he could have been is because if you understand politics then you understand there's a, there's a there's a uh, house of representatives and a senate they was preventing him from really achieving the goals that he wanted to achieve yeah. or it would have been he would have been the well in my opinion he's the right. greatest president ever 
But you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? I don't think. Yeah, I think if we get into the actual, you know, mechanics of his yeah. politics, it's going to be a denser conversation. But I support, bro. But like all presidents got their bad bag, they got their good bag. Sure. Of I don't course. think there's been one. What they need to come out with, you know, like hip hop. Like we need to come up. While, while there's always these debates about who's the best rapper and all yeah. this, because we haven't set a criteria. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when's the last time you had somebody be like, okay, this is what literally if you hit all these points, ten in this category, ten in this category, foreign policy, um, um, op ed, uh, whatever, whatever, and you hit the certain points in each category to the highest level to service the people, then we'll accumulate it all, and that'll judge you, give yeah, you a president. Here's the unique thing on that is you can never set a criteria only because eras change. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like everybody say, oh, Michael Jordan, oh, Kobe, oh, Magic, oh, only because the eras keep changing. But it's what I say. That's what inflation is for. But you gotta adjust for inflation. We can adjust for inflation. When it comes when it comes to hip hop though, you know what I'm saying? I'm a hip hop dude, Mm -hmm. right? When it comes to hip hop, that's the thing, is that you know, the 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 levels Everybody adjusts. Like I can mm. always say, like Rock Kim is my still, favorite rapper. Still, period. That's not you know what I'm saying. I mean, but and, 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 and still underrated though. Oh, like very, very underrated. underrated. But, but by people who don't know right. hip hop, like you, like there should be somebody. Even in art before there was a thing called um, um, uh, artistic relativism. So before mm-hmm. everybody's like, ah, oh, y'all not letting us in artistic mm-hmm. schools. So fuck your school. We gonna do what we want to do. Before Jackson Pollock and them went off and did that, uh-huh. it was like there was a there was a school of thought. Where people kind of were like, okay, there's vestiges of this thing that we're doing that should be accounted for mm-hmm. and presented to those coming behind us. And and that's why it's hard for us to have these conversations with people my age. Like, I'm mm-hmm. talking like, I'm with you. Like, I feel like things do change. But that's because no, nobody know no better. If there's no literacy, we can't talk about Rakim. They haven't listened to that album as much as they listen to Kendrick or Cole or... That's true. Who are also very that's good. That's like, true. Let's just be honest. They're really good. <laughs> but without Rakim, no. There's got to be extra points for being first, right? No? Well, I mean, but, you know, Brock Kim, you had KRS-One. You had, i tell you one who's really underrated is Kooji uh, uh, Rap. Wow, you took it to the Kooji you know Rap. I'm just, it back. Yeah, I'm just, because I'm a hip-hop, I'm a hip-hop historian, you know what I'm saying? So when you think about the, I mean, from a rhyme standpoint, the rhyme styling yes. then, when there wasn't no Fs, Ss, and, no. you know what I'm saying? They was really rhyming. Right. You know, so... We we've gotten away from that, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we can't. We have to blame that on the powers that be in regards to that put that put music in 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 front of people mm. that that they listen to and that they watch on TV. Systemic. Like if, if, systemic. Okay, so if, if you're saying criteria, yeah. if BET had a criteria or MTV had criteria set, then we would probably have better music. I'm just talking. I'm gonna agree with that. (laughs) I'm gonna agree with that. And I'm still a young dude, so back to but judging back to like Obama, like like I said, like I feel there's a lot of people who take political history very seriously, so much so that it's a requirement when you go to college or whatever, or even when you're high school. Yeah. Like, not that any of us seem to pay attention because we don't vote right. I'm just saying. Well, Look that, who's yeah. in presidency right yeah, now. I mean, yeah. we didn't understand well, the political system. Hopefully that'll change. Congress, just fine. No, no, no. I, I voted. Yes. No, I'm just saying for my people. <laughs> I'm talking about for the youth because I'm. I think I'm the, the probably the youngest person in this room. So mm-hmm. for us, my I love the youth and I love how galvanized we get, but we don't like like we don't vote local elections like we should. That's because they don't understand it. Right, and that's what I think, and that's why I really appreciate that there's a new rise in thought, and Obama really did, like, help with inspire that. Inspire Inspire engagement. Absolutely. So I do, you know, I give, bro, what he, what I give, bro, but if we talking about that statement, bro, like, that's not fair. Right. That's not a fair statement, bro. Like, that's a harsh statement. Like, I know men ain't. That's, ain't. A, that's a Michelle talking yeah, to Yeah, come you. on, bro. I mean, men ain't shit, but damn, nigga. Like, I mean, we know we ain't shit, but damn, nigga. Like, let, me you, let me ask you this about, about voting. You said a very interesting fact. Um, you know, being a young millennial, do you think that now with what we see with the presidency, that that will change the way the next voting round happens? Because, you know, back in the day, we had the rock the vote, and we had, you know, Diddy, Diddy and all this stuff. And, and that really influenced the way the voting had really been done in the urban community. Do you think now that the, the millennials now look at this and say, okay, you know what? We we messed up. We didn't vote next election. We we coming in herds of just making sure that this yeah, we, this changes. Well then let's um if you know once again that's a big deal to like speak on a whole generation of people. Sure. By the yeah. way, I was born nineteen ninety, so I don't know. But what I will say is from the temperature I'm taking, my generation has since I've been alive, buoyed between apathetic and angry. 
So I didn't even think, like, I remember when Mike Brown first got murdered. I didn't think nobody was going. I thought I was going to be in the streets by myself. Everybody was in the streets. Like, all the young people was in the streets. I'm talking about every gang member I knew, every church person I knew. Everybody was upset. Right. And I was like, ooh, I like this. We out here. This is that This is that 70. I liked it. And then it dissipated when it came to actual political systems because I realized that they've already figured it out. The systems that be, the powers that be have already figured it out. Let y'all do all that rah-rah. But this is how the system has worked and it will work for years. That rah-rah, cool. But if you ain't got no bill, if you ain't got no local congressman, do you know your alderman? If you don't know none of that, if because you don't even know, like when the street messed up, who do you call? Right, right. When your street in your in in, on your block is messed up, who do you call? Yeah, bet y'all don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, but when I'm in Beverly Hills and I'm with and I'm with my 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 bosses, they're like, oh yeah, I already I I know I know my local representative personally. Right, I call him. They have a department that literally handles personal disputes. This is a meeting I heard. I was up in the vestiges of highest of Hollywood with a liberal man who was willing enough to share the information. Oh yeah, when there's something wrong with my street, I call this. This representative, he gets this done. I'm like, they have to have that for education. Yeah. They have to have that for, like, the disparity with, like, violence and drugs and murders. And they got to have, because if you complain to them and their jobs are on the line, then it's self-interest. Then it don't got to be for about sure. who feel when somebody die. or mm-hmm. it, don't, it ain't got to be about that now. Now it's, do you want your job? Right. We are your constituency. We have formed a large alliance of people who are voting. You know we vote. We have documentation that we vote. We vote this way. When you do this, we're not voting that way. Simple. It's not hard. It's not difficult. But I'll be the youngest person at the town hall meetings because it's boring. Like, it's boring. And we don't see the dots connect because we. It's, it's, it's very hard. It's a yeah. difficult process. I don't even want to blame young people. They've made it so it's dense. Yeah, but, the, um, but there are statistics that show that they are signing up in droves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To uh, really push forward, I, I think in, re, in in regards to what you were saying, you know, based on you know what's happening in this presidency, mm. it's about what this presidency is spawning, that's causing people to go, oh wait, because it's not it's one thing to have a person in there that reflects one opinion, but then when others start reflecting their opinion, it start becoming a problem, mm-hmm. right? Which is why you had Charlottesville, which mm-hmm. is why you had you know different things. So young the young folks are seeing that. And they're like, yo, we need to do something about it. Whether it was in Florida mm-hmm. to Texas, like people are really stepping out, even yeah. in California. Mm-hmm. A liberal step. And that's real. Actually, I will say that. It's like he might be the best thing to happen to us because he might get people just angry enough to go past their anger. I hope so. To go to actual mechanical change. He <laughs> might get people that upset. I, I, hope <laughs> like, so. I, I, hope, I hope that's the case. He getting, and I say this to no avail, like I love, you know, I'm, I have friends of all ethnicities, races, and I hate that I have to even prelude it by that, but the fact of the matter is, he got white people upset. He did get he white people upset. He yeah. got rich white people be mad. Right. When rich white people are mad, and they're like, yeah, this is out of hand. Right. Russia, Oh hell! No. Like right. no, you're right. we might have a shot. Right. Like, well, here's a, here's a little known fact: is that the, the number one buying consumer in the world right now is the African American, absolutely, at a trillion dollars. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, Nielsen put out a, a a rating that says by 2022, 20, tw- tw- yeah, we're supposed to be 1.7, yeah, yeah, 1.7 trillion. Yeah. So when you upset us, you upset your bottom, not your bottom line. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So. Your, the uh, the people you're talking about in regards to who he's making upset, mm. we're the ones that's coming in and buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You piss us off, we stop buying, and mm-hmm. that affects. You know the key mean? is that we stop buying, Facts. and that's not what we're doing. That's not that's what we're doing. And that's what we never do. And I'm trying, like, I'm like receiving all of this and saying, I'm going to go away today with hope. Because <laughs> I used to go away with <laughs> 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 We both do. I'm trying yeah, to go yeah, away with do. hope. But, we both do. And, so I'm going to leave it at that. But we got to stop buying. Because I literally just had a conversation three days ago with somebody, and we were just talking about NFL and Yeah, because they really got a shot right now and, to go hard. And, and, but they're not going to. They're not to. going to. And neither are they, because there's so many people that are still totally fine watching it and still going to give their dollars to it. And, that, like, and we are that, exactly what you said. We have to stop buying into it because yeah. that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's going to change. The For only sure. thing that they hear is the green. They see it. They feel it. They hear it. They receive that. But yeah. back to men, digressing that to the men that he was calling out. I think that it was very witty. I think it was very well placed. I think especially in this time. Like I get really... You know, and this is the problem I've always, if 
for all the love I give Obama, I'm like I treat him like a family member. Yeah. So like just because you my family, like like if we was in a room full of white people, Obama's the best nigga on the planet. Period. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that goes back to my point. Earlier. Black code of silence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It goes back to my point earlier. But since we on black Hollywood live, right. I feel comfortable enough feel free to be like, to well, you know, I I wasn't okay with those bombings that happened at that table. I was, and, and like, I'm not going to nitpick it, bro. Like, I know it's a difficult job and anybody else want to take up the mantle, feel free. Try. Sure. I love Cory Booker. I think he should try. But, you know what I'm saying? I know, but I had hopes for Corey. We have I hopes had, for Corey. I had Corey. a lot of hopes for Corey. Maxine too old. Corey might have to do it. I'm just kidding. Maxine um, is not too old. Hillary did it. Maxine been my... I've, that's my city. <laughs> like, okay, I love Maxine. She'll never do <laughs> she, it. But, but what I will say is when it comes to like, man, like I, I've always had an issue with the pandering because right. it's a necessity of being a politician. Mm-hmm. That's literally, you have to literally pander. And if, and if I was a woman, which I am not and never will be, it's like, I would feel like, I, I mean... I appreciate you being real. Like, the fact of the matter is, is men have had the ball far too sure. long, and clearly we are fucking up. Yeah. Clearly. And I think that it's time to pass the ball, gentlemen. Absolutely. That I mess with. But to make a an overarching general statement that kind of throws men under the bus for a witty line, to me, was is kind of indicative of some of the behavior. I, I'd be, like, rubbing me wrong. Right. Personally. I feel you on that. Just no, on that. That's, like, that's legit. That's I feel that. That's N- fair. You know? All right. Well, I, I'm loving the discussion. I wish we were going on for like hours and hours. We got to wrap soon, so I want to get into a couple couple things. First of all, you starting on Snowfall, which premieres tonight. Tonight, y'all. Tonight, y'all we got watch. a little we got a little uh, tease for y'all. A little clip to show you. Ladies, I would like y'all to meet Franklin Saint. A.K.A. our savior, A.K.A. the big black apostle. What's going on, baby? Come on. Franklin's fine, all right? I've been growing a business. I want to be careful about who know the recipe. There ain't enough smokers in L.A. for all this shit. All y'all got to do is cook it up and break it down. I'll figure out how to move it. I got 50 keys of Colombian white. I got no one to buy it. So we need to find a drug dealer. What kind of business we talking about? No games, no tricks, no bullshit. Be straight up with me, I'll be straight up with you. Well, then I'm going to make you a very rich man. Code from Colombia, that's how you're funding this? Even for the CIA, that's fucked up. If we win this war, we can change the course of history. I believe this drug is the future. I may be able to help you solve a lot more. What you have to decide is just how big you want your business to become. Money does fall from the sky. We're about to move into the big leagues. I know what you've been doing, Franklin. You're welcome home when you stop. How am I supposed to trust you? You're being a little bit paranoid. I'm a black man in America, goddammit. Hell yeah, I'm paranoid. You just in danger walking down the street now? The better we do, the more tension we get. More people want to take what we got. This ain't no corner boy shit. You got one job in this life. That's to protect the people you love. Snowfall, Snowfall tonight. That was intense. That was intense. <laughs> that was intense as a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Dang. So congratulations, first of all, on that. Yeah, and uh, second season. Yeah. Second season. People are loving the show. Yeah. Want to ask you? Uh, you know, you're being you're from South Central. Yeah. And how close to home with working on this project was it for you? Oh, too close. They had a shooting in places I never would like. It's funny, like. There's places I literally have been jumped at that we were shooting on. So for me, it was there's places that we shot that I was like, dang, I never thought I'd come over here. This, like it, this, the tapestry of Los Angeles is definitely highlighted as far as landscape. I'll give it that. No problems off top. Yeah. Now, how was it working with John Singleton on the show? I mean, come on, bro. Like, He's the man. That's. I mean, the the interesting thing is, like, y'all want the real or y'all want the? Oh, well, we only we want the real. Want I mean, the we real. always want the real. John, John, this season was like he had his foot in everybody ass. This season, yeah. this season, he's like I'm there every day. Yeah, you know? that's what I heard. Actually, he was yeah. on set like yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, this time he was on set every day. First season he was on set, but he kind of let us, you know, kind of figure it out, and he had another show. So, but this one he was like, I'm here. Yeah. He's like, take that off. <laughs> like that hat is stupid. <laughs> like, like, just like that. Yeah. Like over the show, anybody. Yeah. He and 
And I liked it. Yeah. Because that's what I, I came here for. I signed up. And, of course, the slew of directors, you know, FX is really on this kind of um, pilgrimage to um, empower POCs and, and, and disenfranchised groups like women and bisexuals, transsexuals. So we had all types of, like, interesting people on the show's narrative. Like, yeah. you'll see, like, like even in the club, there's, like, a whole group of, like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, they really trying to do their whole represent everybody thing. Absolutely. And, and it wasn't just... Oh, let's force. throw some force because yeah. one of my favorite directors ended up to be a woman who happens to be married to a woman. And she was like one of the best directors that season. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. You showed up. Like she came in, like I, her name was Logan. She really showed up. Like, and of course we had veterans like Alex Graves, who's amazing. And, um, you know, we had, you know, some young dudes. Like everybody had their little role. Like Dan, had, we had a bunch of people show up, slam, and really young people, new people, varying backgrounds come in and contribute. So, it was fun, and John was very like adamant about that. So was FX. So that was cool to have that experience. And then outside of this, I know you also love music. You both are, you know, obviously musical geniuses. What's next for uh, you? Oh, as far as music, yeah, Man. or just in general, just not be music, but just outside uh, of music or or your next project outside of this. That's a long. Um, what I would love to do is I'm, I have a movie with uh, Overbrook, which is yeah. Will Smith's company called Flint, um, that I'm doing about the Flint water crisis with. Uh, yeah, important which important subject Rose, you know we uh you know hopefully we can get that off the ground and get to shooting yeah. in november which would be great i would i'm just directing that i don't even want to be in it i just kind of want to tell the story that's dope um, the way that I, I would i would like to i think it should deserves to be told and then um what else i have an album out right now uh confessions of a lost angel you know so we'll see like you know i just kind of like want to and what's your sound man good shit <laughs> like, like I just don't want to suck, dog. Like, that's, I just well, maybe you need to work with MC Nice right now. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I see a collaboration. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can do a little yeah. background vocal myself. And and with you, man, you know, uh, you were talking earlier about working with the legends Tupac and Nas. What do you mm. feel about Nas's new album? Mm. Um, I think you know, it's 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 weird because Nas has always been Nas, so. If you if you know Nas's sound, that's what he he reverted back to that. So you know, for me, it was just like, okay, this is traditional Nas, and although some people didn't like it, I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know myself. Yeah, but you know, that's just my thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even when I went like right now, I'm working on my new album, uh, God's Bounce, and um, I had you know I listened to a lot of records to be inspired. Right, and so I listened to a Nas, or I listened to a Davies, you know what I'm saying, or mm. I listened to a Jay, just to be, just to see, okay, what is the movement like, or what is the mode like? So when I listened to a Nas record, I was just like, yeah, he went traditional, yeah. so I'm gonna go traditional with my record. I was gonna say, how yeah. how is this so record my different God, for you? So so my guy's bounce is bounces is um, gospel, of course, but I took funk and trap. Mm. Oh, you know what I'm saying, and wow. combine the two. Okay. So I'm coming up with a funk trap version of of of, of uh, you know of a gospel record with some choirs on it. You know what I'm saying, and gospel on it, and that's you know that's my vibe. I'm already <laughs> feeling it. I already want to hear. I want to hear. I want to be in the studio just listening from the background. Oh yeah, it's gonna be something different. Even my whole album, my whole album's called God Show. Comes out January 2019, but my single comes out in a few weeks. And uh, God's Bounce. And it, my whole album is neo-soul funk, mm. like gospel. So I'm I doing like something that. different in a gospel perspective that, that you wouldn't even imagine, you know, gospel doing. Like I, my single that that's, that was number one on Billboard um, called Glory to God featuring Fred Hammond. Yeah. Um, it was a record that Fred did that you wouldn't have normally heard Fred Hammond yeah. on this type of record. Yeah. But the mere fact that he got on and the record went number one. Damn. You see what I mean? Yeah. So... This year I had five number one. Well, oh yeah, you killed yeah, it. I, was, I, I stopped writing down how many number ones and number, you know you was top ten. You know yeah, yeah, I was like you know, I can't you, write you, it down. You know no what more. the unique thing about that is? I, I did that as an independent. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no major label. It was an independent. Um, the label president happens to be sitting here, but she she's a black yeah, woman. Just black woman, right? Right, right, right. 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 So, so you know, when you talk about that women empowerment, yeah, she's, right. she's doing it. More, yeah, she's going to She's doing it. You know, but, she's like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> but the unique thing about it is she put she put the record in strategic situations that allowed it to be you know fruitful. Yeah. And when we when we when, when we uh, set out to do that, we wasn't anticipating. This is my first gospel album. 
I came from the secular world. Like I said, I yeah. co-produced yeah. Tupac's Thugs Mansion, yeah. the acoustic version, mm -hmm. right? But I also worked with uh, Dr. Fink of Prince and the Revolution. That's mm -hmm. my I was on six motion that's pictures. That's my, that's my jam. Allow me some Wendy and Dr. Fink. Well, I did, so. I did Pop Life. We redid Pop Life. And, uh, uh, I got to hear that. It was, the first, it was the first record that Prince approved to go on the compilation record for Dr. Fink. Oh, uh, right. so, listen, yeah, I got to hear that. I didn't know that. I ain't going to plug myself, but it's absolutely fire. Absolutely. I'm not gonna say anything, but it's awesome. Yeah, but just just to, you know, just to give you know, to give you that. Like I did six soundtracks. One mm. won the Oscar in the movie Crash. Crash, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So I come from a lineage of 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 really pushing the culture forward, and that's what I want to do with gospel hip hop. Is right. push the culture forward, but bring in some um, secular concepts as far as marketing, and I, that's what was lacking. And so now we're coming in with that. And I was able to, you know, achieve. You got me. I'm glad you guys brought that up. What do you say though to detractors? Because still in the church, like this idea of secular being brought into, like mm -hmm. there's still a lot of pushback about that, especially from the music. Even though obviously, like our music is so intertwined yeah. and everything. Like as somebody coming from the secular world going into gospel, like how do you speak to those people? Well, um, the unique thing about coming in from secular to gospel is that is that the church. You know the church, the church or the gospel community has their own cliques. Mm -hmm. They're clicked up even more so than the uh, secular world is. And you know sometimes, you know that could be you know a problem. You know yeah. because here I am, a dude that has you know that that's that's coming into this that they don't know. Normally, when you break gospel records, you got to go through the the mega churches to get yeah. the you know get the approval, sure. and then they stamp you. And then, but we didn't do that. We came in and kind of shook it up a little bit, and so. Um, so it was for me. It for me. Period. It wasn't. It wasn't that it was uh, hard. It was just a matter of we had a plan going in, and I think that's what's wrong with uh, the gospel world. Is itself. It's hard to really for them to plan things. Mm -hmm. And then the last question: How do you balance both? You know what I mean? Because you, those are two totally different worlds. Mm -hmm. You know. So how do you balance staying loyal, truthful? In in both sense, you know, like mm -hmm. authentic in both sides. Well, I I I. I Thrive on the uh, scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And that says, For I know the plan I have for you, saith the Lord, and that's the plan for good and not evil, so that you should not perish but have an everlasting life. At the end of the day, if you hold tight to faith and you hold tight to belief, then God's plan for you is good. So that's one way I navigate. And then at the, another model is to strive for perfection so that I limit my mistakes. Mm. We all going to make mistakes because that's just the way life is set up. But if you're constantly striving for perfection, you won't make the same mistake. On that note, that's the end of the show. Bam. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Courtney, all where right. can fans find you? Uh, you can find me all over the social medias at Stuart Starlet and this weekend at Comic-Con showing a film if y'all are there. Hey. Saturday night, 4.30. EMC Nice. E-M-C-E-E-N-I-C-E-L-A -E -E on Twitter and Instagram and MC Nice Music on Facebook. And if you like cool pictures, go check out my Pinterest. Mine's a little simpler. It's just I, Malcolm Mays. And you'd be surprised how many black people don't know how to spell Malcolm. It's two L's. It's, two L's. it's just two L's, bro. Like it's two yeah. L's. So Malcolm that. Mays. And Malcolm there's an I in front of it. And that's my Insta. That's my Twitter. That's whatever. You know, I'm not really a social person, so. And, but you can also catch them tonight. Tonight, Season oh, yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. So FX. Don't forget that little Wait, what time right is it at? It's 9, right? 9 p.m., right? Or 10. Yeah, or 10. Wait. Uh, Eastern or Pacific. We should yeah, uh, let's figure this Pacific. out right now. Look, you know what? Look at your local, local, listings, listings, local listings because everybody's different. Right right yeah, like, right, right. You in LA, I think it's 10 p.m. I think it's 10 p.m. for LA, yeah. but check your local listings. Uh, you can catch me uh, at Dario Christ on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on The Reels channel doing my correspondence work for uh, Broken Famous. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. But we're going to go out with a bang right now with uh, MC Nice's track. Peace. Boom. executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at King XO Bay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. redefined.
The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals. Speakers' names, let his deeds be known. It's no shame, I'm a claim with the